And we're next up is the wide wide Next up is the wide receiver. Oh my God, man. Hello and welcome to Fantasy Football Interrupted Season 4, Episode Number 13. This is the podcast for the every person looking for practical advice in managing your fantasy football team. And this wonderful podcast is co-hosted by the dynamic duo of Alex K. Oh, Alex K. Jumping in hot there. I like it, Alex. I like it. I like it. I like it. And I myself and J-Mac, I was going to set you up this nice big intro of complimentary platitudes, but I don't need any of that. Have the patience for that, but that's okay. I'll save them for next week, Alex. All right. So we got a pretty good episode coming up here. It was a bit of an average week, it felt like, for football. So not a whole lot of exciting things, but there's still a lot of uh, nuts and bolts stuff to get into. I've got a question for you, though. Like, Ooh, um, right. you talk about there's not a lot going on. You know, we're not in the same leagues together. There are some leagues that you have that I'm not in. Like, like, did something happen this week? I want to talk about, like, what if something happened inadvertently? And, like, maybe, maybe you got called out for it by other managers. I don't know. I'm just asking, like, what do you do? I'm, I'm curious. Do you accept the punishment or just argue for leniency? I'm just curious. Well, Alex, it's funny you bring that up because, yeah, I, I'm gonna, I could possibly be in a little bit of a pickle myself. I did pretty well in my Dynasty League this week. Well, actually, no, I didn't do great, but I did win the game, and it was a bit of a nail-biter. We had a lot of low-scoring uh, matchups, but I still came out on top. The one problem I had is that I inadvertently had too many people on my starting roster. I had 23 instead of 21, and... <laughs> I got called out by one guy and then one of the other troll guy in our league. Every, every league's got a troll guy. He starts to call out shit. If you don't know who that guy is, it's you. <laughs> exactly. If you're like, oh, I don't think anybody's our, our league's like that. And you're like, nope, that means it's you. Anyway, yeah, so I, I don't know if the guy I'm playing against is just trying to bust my balls, if he's really going to create a stink about this and take it to the commissioner. I, I, I've uh, I've give, pleaded ignorance at the moment right now. I haven't responded, haven't done any moves. Right now, I'm figuring I'm just going to be like, man, sorry, I just completely messed up and I haven't even seen this. How? How, how is it possible that you have two extra players? Uh, I think it's the way our league is run. Like some of the setup is you can add more people in. So then you have the chance to drop them. So I think the main part of it comes from is when you're making waiver wire bids. If you're, we do blind bidding because you actually put up uh, fake money for these people. That's actually counted towards the cap and all this. Anyway, it's so that you don't have to actually just cut somebody if you don't get them, but then you can add that person and decide who to cut later. It's a little complicated. We have some wonky rules. Anyway, what happened for me was I had a couple guys on the IR that had to come off the IR in order for me to make other moves. And I did that, but then I didn't realize I was over the the player limit. But the, again, our, our league doesn't actually say you can't make this move until you do other roster moves. So it put me in this, uh, in this jam, in this pickle, in this, uh, painting me into a box. So I don't know. I'm going to plead for leniency, argue for leniency, whatever you want to call it. I thought about, I've gone through all the scenarios of like, do I then just throw a temper tantrum and, and threaten to quit the league or decide to start just releasing all my players and throw chaos into the league? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Was that, was that a, was that like throwing shade at me? Because 
I'm pretty sure what I do is psychological warfare. Oh, no, no, no. That's not shade of you. Those are literally having these thoughts going through. I... <laughs> so you thought about you thought about quitting the league was the first thing. It, that's like one of the options. It's an option. It's, it, you know, it's it's kind of an open thread at the moment. And I would probably have to try to back it up in some way and hope that everybody's like, OK, let's settle down and let's try to find come to some compromise. And then I come back in the league and then I'm happy. Luckily, nobody in my uh, this league listens to this podcast, so I think we're okay having these open discussions with you. Good. Well, if they need to, um, if they need a witness, they could always ask me, and I can attest to the fact that you left Chris Carson in, and he didn't even play. So obviously, your head is not in the right spot. Uh, yes. For this instance, for this moment, yes, Alex, you're absolutely right. I totally blanked on that. I didn't know what I was, what I was doing. I just left. I forgot about it, and that was that. You still won. You still won against the the guy in our league who, of all people. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get into that a little more a little later. But, yeah, so what would you do in this situation? Are you, you know, if say you did something more inverted. I know sometimes you, you play a lot in the gray area, so that's not this conversation. It's if you actually did something kind of accidentally somehow, you were allowed to do something wrong and you, you know, got called out for it. Would you, what would you do? I would definitely make a joke out of it. Uh, I would ask for leniency, I guess, because like, come on. <laughs> yeah. That, that's kind of how, that's what I'm thinking. I, I got to kind of like play off a joke and be like, ah, yeah, you got me guys. Oh, silly me. You know, oops, oopsies, <laughs> that kind of thing. And pretty much. I don't know that there's, cause you're right. I would play in that gray area. I do play in that gray area. Um, I'm the commissioner of a league where, you know, a, a setting could get changed at any moment yeah. just because I feel like it. So, like, I, I totally get that sort of, like, morality part of it. Um, but, you know, it's fantasy football. Is it really that big a deal at the end of the day? All of our leagues, we're both we're, they're competitive leagues, but we're also not. I'm hoping we're not, you know, complete Grinches where you have to, out, you know, really just by the book nerds kind of like fantasy football leagues. I'm, I'm hoping we we've got some uh, clear eyed uh, common sense folks in my my league. So I'm, I'm hoping for the best. I'll let you know. And because uh, if not, it was a great week for me. So we'll get into that again a little later. Sounds good. Do you want to get into the week eight top five quarterback? Do that. Me yes, to do that for please. you real quick. Great. So let's do Aaron Rodgers at the number five spot with 22.5 points. You got Justin Herbert with 23.2, Matthew Stafford with 23.4, Russell Wilson with 28.7, and Patrick Mahomes with 41.6. I'd also like to mention Drew Locke was down there with 20 points. What do we think about that? So Drew Locke, see that uh, new quarterback? Wasn't he uh, be his second year, I think it is? Yeah, and he's in Denver. They don't have a great offense. I mean, I know it was sort of like a, a rivalry game against the Chargers for Melvin Gordon. So maybe that had something to do with it. I just wanted to mention he was so close to making the top five, and we hadn't seen him yet. So I just didn't know if you had any thoughts. I didn't mean to throw you off. No, no, I think it's definitely worth an honorable mention. Uh, I don't think there's much there. I mean, look, you know what? Some quarterbacks are going down. Maybe you need a guy. Maybe these rookies, you know, or second-year guys are starting to pull, put some things together. So maybe worth a flyer if you want to keep tabs on them. But uh, very good for having an honorable mention. Sounds good. Why don't you do the tight ends top five week eight? Oh, that's it. Wow. Okay. Not going to talk about Pat Mahomes hit another 40 plus mark, uh, which I think is amazing. Uh, and Russell Wilson up there again, doing his Russell Wilson thing. Happy, happy if he got him. Dak would have been there too, if he was still playing. 
We're getting into the tight end positions and starting off at number five, we've got Robert Tonya, the Green Bay Packers. Is this the second week in a row we're seeing him kind of break up here into the, the high level parts of the tight end spot? Um, He had one game in week four where he had 30 points, and I think that's where he was a hot commodity. Then they had a bye, he had four points, 4.2 points, and then 10 points. So he really only had that one week of the, that uh, boom uh, output. Besides that, he's sort of in the 10 to 13 range on a good day. Yeah, on a good day. So he's kind of a boomer bust. If you're really looking for somebody on a bye week or something and you have him or you can pick him up, maybe, but he's a boomer bust kind of player. His floor is four points. So as a tight end, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. And especially with bye weeks or injuries coming around. Uh, all right, coming in at number four, we got Mr. Rob Gronkowski is starting to pick it up a little bit. He's starting to find that uh, sweet, sweet connection with Mr. Sir Tom Brady uh, coming in with 12 points. Coming in at number uh, three here, we got Eric Ebron from the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, he's popping up a little higher than normal. Number two, we got Jared Cook here for uh, New Orleans Saints with 13 yep. points. And then coming in pretty big here, you know, he's taking back the crown Travis Kelsey at number one with 20 points. And that that's the Travis Kelsey we all know and love. Yeah. And I mean, like, uh, what is it between him and Kittle? Those were like the number two tight ends that you want on your team as of last week. Yeah, as of last week, uh, I don't know about going forward here. We'll get into that in a little moment, but George Kittle uh, not not looking so great at the moment. So even all these, though, like you just said, I mean, outside of Travis Kelsey, the high was 13 points. So it's a decent, like, okay average, but nobody else was really popping off here in the tight end spot. Uh, Travis Kelsey doing what he should be doing. All right, Alex, you want to move into the defensive spots? We've got Dallas at the number five spot with 13 points against the Eagles. That's crazy. Uh the Colts against Detroit with 15 points only because they got a touchdown mm -hmm. at some point, a little pick six. That really helped that stat line because that was a very difficult defensive game for them. Uh, Pittsburgh doing Pittsburgh things. Once again, I'm sure you're happy to have them with 18 points. And then the Eagles did better than Dallas did with 20 points. That's just That was such a dumpster fire of a game. We'll talk about that later. Um, and then Miami at the number one spot. And I have a feeling that has something to do with Tua Tagovailoa with 23 points. Yeah, that, that's pretty crazy. Miami, man, I told you, I said this last week, everything's starting to click a little bit down there and they have a boatload of draft picks coming up, high-end draft picks. I think they have uh, two first-rounders and two second-rounders or maybe even three first-rounders and three second-rounders, like crazy amount, which is part of why Tua got the start to kind of, they wanted to scope them out. That is that is crazy. Do you think Tua is one of those quarterbacks to look after for next year? We're going to talk, We're gonna about, talk that about that a little later, too. So we got a lot of things to talk about later on. So I guess we should probably just keep moving along here. Uh, outside, I will mention that I agree with you that uh, Philly-Dallas game, what a dumpster fire. NFC East is like a JV squad right now. So it's fun. It's almost comical to just watch them play now. That's what I have come to being an Eagles fan, just watching them play any other NFC fans. It turned from a drama to a comedy. So life is looking a little better on my Sunday night now okay alex so let's get into some current events here and i think the first thing we're going to start off which some more big news which is what we've been doing a lot the injury report and this is one of those first things we're going to get to that we mentioned earlier man i'm sorry to hear it george kittle he uh did not eat his skittles this week and his season could be over because of it uh i think he had some bad knee injury why don't you let us know what happened yeah, I uh, I pretty much called this about week three, I think, that he was going to be overused. He was The offense was going to go through him, and I was really worried that this was going to happen. So I'm not surprised. Hopefully you traded him away if you had him. Yeah, well, you weren't worried enough that you traded for him, and you got him, and he did you good for the few weeks that you had him. I, I traded Darren Waller away. I kept Kittle, and I it was even to a uh, – 
a 49ers fan, so I probably could have given him Kittle just straight up for somebody great. But uh, We talked about that, too, I think, and we said maybe mentioning move Kittle. You talked about, uh, Waller, you weren't sure which one you wanted to do. Uh, it just depended on what you could squeeze out. So hopefully you got something good for Waller to uh, fill in the gap there. But at least you still have Kelsey, so you're not like dead in the water. You still have a tight end, right? You have Kelsey, right? Nope. I had uh, Waller and Kittle, and I gave away Waller, oh. and Kittle's now out. So I'm back to the waiver wire. So if you have some advice uh, for a tight end in a 10-man league, I'm sure I'll be <laughs> able to find somebody. <laughs> Oh, man, then the break sometimes, so that that's no good. So I love to hear how this turns out for you. All right, uh, continue on with the Niners. Also, Jimmy Garoppolo, done for at least about six weeks, respraining that uh, ankle again. So all the wheels falling off over there in uh, the 49er land. I think they're trading away a couple players on defense as well, so they're kind of calling it for the rest of the season. We also have Kenny Galladay. He went down. He's week to week now, possibly going on the IR, so that means could be in up to three weeks gone completely. Good news, though, for you CMC, number one overall pick people. Uh, he possibly could be practicing this week and with the possibility of playing Sunday. So that could uh, change up the dynamics of some aspects, especially with people also with Mike Davis. That's not going to be well for their stock. So hopefully you squeeze out as much as you could from him. I honestly am going to start trying to get Mike Davis. Okay. And for what reason? Like, what do you think the strategy will be there? To handcuff CMC for the next time it happens. All right. All right. So you think, all right. So, I mean, sure. Why not? I have uh Tyus Matheson from this, the Vikings still riding on my bench, but why, why? Like he's, he's not a great starter when you know he's playing. And the only time he puts points up is when he's vulturing cooks points, which he didn't do this week. Cause Dalvin cook scored four touchdowns. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I got nothing else though, man. Like that's, that's my depth right now because uh, my, my running backs are a little, little thin as well. My starters. So it's, it's a, it's a body, it's a body. Uh, and I'll talk, so I'll talk about that strategy in a little bit. All right. So moving on. So the trade deadline's coming up, I think maybe this week. So there's actually some moves going on. Most of them have been defensive players so far. The only one of maybe slight interest, not really, but the only, the highest profile name was Will Fuller maybe on the move. So I guess, but honestly, I don't like offensive players being traded mid season. I, I don't see it too often working out. And I know like you talked about with uh levy bell getting picked up. You thought, what's the big deal? The guy's got to stay off for three weeks, then learn a playbook and somehow find his groove. I, I see the same thing for wide receivers getting traded. Yeah. I don't know where he's going, but uh, I'm amazed. Will Fuller has played eight, uh, seven games so far. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, it's it's still only midway through the season, so he could hit the with the AJ Green bug. Don't worry, it's still it's still a young season. Speaking of three fantasy points, <laughs> did you ever pick him back up, or is he still on the waiver wire? No, Frankie spent like fifteen bucks on him. Uh, of course, Frankie spent like fifteen bucks on him. Man, that makes you feel like you should have traded him. He would have gave you something for him. Uh, yeah, I absolutely thought that, but then I actually uh, my. My whole my whole reason for dropping him was I thought somebody else would overbid on him and it would kind of deplete their fab just a little bit since I didn't want him anyway. Smart move. I'm, and sure enough, I mean, 15 bucks, still 15 bucks that he didn't have to spend on him. 
All right. Well, Alex, so that's all that's going on in the current news. Like I said, it's a little bit more of a quiet week, a little more steady week this week for the NFL, which is, I guess, kind of a nice break from all this craziness that has been happening each each week, the week of this season. All right. So let's get back into our top five weekly rankings. Next up is the wide receiver position. And coming in at number five, we have Mr. Corey Davis of the Tennessee Titans coming in with 22 points. So finally having a bit of a breakout game this week, which was good for me and my other league. So I like to see that. I like to see the ball getting spread around a little bit impacted AJ Brown just a little bit but that's okay because that still means Ryan Tannehill's slinging that ball Tyreek Hill comes in at number four he's doing a I haven't seen his name too often uh this season so it's nice to see him drop into the top five Robert Woods of the Los Angeles Rams he had a, a nice game with 24 points Devontae Adams uh coming in at number two with 26 points haven't seen his name since like week one and then we have number one we have DK Metcalf of uh, the Seattle Seahawks coming in with 37 points Holy moly. What did DK Metcalf do this week? He had 161 uh, receiving yards with two touchdowns. So that'll do it for you, man. Uh, Devontae Adams had three touchdowns, which gave him a lot of his points there. So, yeah, I mean, uh, some different names up there this week. So that's interesting. Uh, things are, you know, switching around. Every team has about two receivers that any week kind of pop off. So that's kind of what's looking like here. Yeah, I'm a surprise to see Corey Davis up there. Everyone was A.J. Brown fanatics and a bunch of people dropped Corey Davis in a lot of my leagues and I picked him up. I like him. I've had him on my dynasty for, I drafted him. So I'm kind of one of those like fanboys of Corey Davis, hoping he always breaks out. So I'm, I'm aware of him. Uh, but I do. AJ Brown has been my stud this season. So it's okay. Occasionally if he's like, he lets, uh, let's go a little few receptions to his other boys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause for the most part, he's been one of those wide receivers. That's like, Put your season on his back, much like a running back would in the top five week eight. We've got Zach Moss coming in at number five with 20 points. DJ Dallas coming in with 20 points. That's pretty great. Oh, Alvin Kamara again, 20 points, almost tied. And then Giovanni Bernard, if you picked him up in place of Joe Mixon, that's great. 21 points. And then Dalvin Cook crushed me with four total touchdowns and 226 total yards. All right, yeah, maybe maybe I got to rethink my running back backup strategy right now because outside of him going down again, there is almost no value in Matheson right now. Whew. Boy, that guy is going to be the... It, it would almost be as bad as holding two kickers. Ah, uh, yes, it would be as bad as holding two kickers. Luckily, I'm not holding two kickers anymore, so... Yay, thumbs up for me. Man, 47 points, man. It's always crazy when somebody hits 45-plus points. It's just almost half... It was 45% of his whole score. If if it's too oh uh, yeah no if that didn't happen if Dalvin Cook hadn't gone off like that I win this this week. wow yeah wow all right man sometimes one player that's all it takes that's all it takes sometimes all right so that's interesting uh, it was interesting to see a, diff a few different names up in these uh, spots this week it wasn't as much of the standard one especially in the uh, wide receiver running back so but that's it feels about like a mid season kind of a week uh, where, where you're going to see flashes of a few of the backups maybe or players who haven't been hitting their stride as much. So that, that's that's interesting to see. All right, Alex, uh, just let's get some quick recaps. Uh, so I take it you lost in the L.A. Locals League this week that we're in together. Yeah, I lost against Frankie, and I wasn't really too worried about it because I had uh, DJ Chark Jr. on a bye. Miles Sanders is hurt. I've got a lot of injuries uh, a Godwin was hurt. So really I was kind of, and then Robinson was still going through, uh, concussion protocol. So I wasn't optimistic going into Sunday at all. So really 
I mean, I always expect to win, but Dalvin Cook really just gave it to me. Yeah, that that's always a tough one when you you're not expecting to have great things because it sounds like you're hit with the injury bug and the bye week bug too. That doesn't help. But then when you're almost kind of in it outside of then just one player on the other team, just, just going. I was though, even with that, I was still like within 20 points all the entire time we were up until the end of Sunday night football, but I won my other three leagues. Oh, that's nice. All right. So three and one This I think your best showing of the season so far. So that's good. That's got to feel all right. Yeah. So I won my locals league, uh, our LA locals league against Jason. Jason's one of our worst players. It was a decent game for me. I mean, I'm also, I had a bye week. I have one of my best receivers. Hopkins was out. I then also got hit by the injury bug with my starting running back, Chris Carson. So I actually strategized with this. I debated what to do. I actually kept him in there because he was playing the late game on Sunday. So he was a game time decision. So uh, also his backup, Carlos Hyde, was out. So I was really running down into limited options here as Matheson or starting a possible Chris Carson on a 50-50 chance. And I took the shot that it was worth going zero points over what Matheson was going to give me with the upside of possibly Carson playing and getting me at least maybe like 10, 15 points. That was the strategy there. Uh, he didn't play. It still didn't matter. So I feel like my strategy was still the right way to go. I mean, now if I lost by three points, then I would be mad at myself. But outside of that, I, I think it was the right way to go. I hope you don't make it into the playoffs by 0.8 points, the amount that Madison would have given you had you put him in. Uh, that's that's dirty, man. That is dirty. I'm just... <laughs> I just wanted to point out he got less than a point. Uh, no, he got four point something points. Yeah, so my strategy, like I was saying, was freaking spot on. My biggest regret of the day was not starting uh, McCall Hardman of the Kansas City Chiefs. He had 19 <laughs> points on the bench for me, so that one was a little frustrating. And then that's going to be a little bit – that's going to be my sit-start decision next week is do I start him or do I start Sterling Shepard? Yeah, um, Hardman's going to be a week-to-week like matchup-based decision. Shepard's still playing for the Giants, right? Yeah, that, see, that's, that's where this <laughs> – it's kind of a boomer bus guy or the Giants. <laughs> uh, it, it stops there. It stops there. Uh, for me, at least. For me, at least. My biggest decision is do I play Josh Allen or Carson Wentz? Like, they're both They're both just, like, they're crushing me right now. It's inevitable that you're going to have this, uh, this choice at some week. It's really going to come to a head. Did Josh Allen only have an okay game this past week? He he had thirteen points to oh, Wentz's ten. God, oh Wentz only had ten points. Okay, I mean I know Wentz didn't play well. I thought though with his touchdown, usually he ends up skyrocketing his uh, stats at the end. But of the he game. threw like eighty he threw interceptions. Four, he had four, three interceptions. I think uh, two uh, four turnovers so total. So yeah, no, it was well, arguably his worst performance obviously of the season and one of his career. Yeah. He was averaging like 23 points for the last four weeks. Good thing. He didn't make the switch this week, but uh, maybe he'll have a bounce back week, but that was also, I, I did. <laughs> I put Winston as my quarterback. Oh no, but it was three points. I still would not have won. It wasn't, it wasn't an actual regret because it wouldn't have changed the outcome. And against Dallas's defense. Against Dallas's defense is horrible. Numbers. I mean, we're talking about like 400 plus points like every week. And they gave out 20 points every single game. Yes. 
every single quarterback had averaged like 33 points against them. And he had three interceptions against them. I mean, it's just... it's. 10 points. He got me 10 points. Well, at least it didn't hurt you. So in the end, like you said, you don't feel that bad about it. I don't Uh, care. It's fine. In my other leagues, I was 2-0. So like I said, hopefully I won't be tainted and I'll have a 3-0 week and I'll be very happy. And I'm doing really well in both this league and my dynasty league. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking up. I think I might jump up. I'm actually, it depends on what the point score is. You and me are going to be really close in the standings this week. Uh, You might have me edged out by maybe like 10 points or something like that. Yeah, it's all about the playoffs. Yep, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Okay, Alex, uh, let's get into some strategy talk discussion now. Uh, Did you have something you wanted to talk about with the players in a game? So we did this last week where you had played uh, like Pittsburgh's defense against Tennessee's offense or something like that. And we decided that Tennessee, the offensive players, destroyed the defense. Like, So if you have offensive players that are number ones, you probably don't want to play that defense or just don't worry about it at all. And who cares, right? Yeah. And so this week, uh, Frankie had two of the wide receivers and the running back for the Minnesota Vikings. And then he had the defense who was against his quarterback. And then it's like you've got five people who are gridlocked into two games. So if the ball is on one side of the field, you may not have a chance to, that's three people that don't get the football that that you could have spread that out a little more. So I was just worried, wondering, what do you do against that? Do you even worry about it? Cause I mean, he still beat me at the end of the day, but it's only cause of Dalvin cook. Yeah. One of those chance games that he had. I also, when it's a team like the Minnesota Vikings that aren't this offensive juggernaut week in and week out, that's really putting a lot of eggs in a basket of a week to week streaky team that I, I would not have to, I would not do that. That being said, I mean, I have two players on a team. I have the quarterback and I have a wide receiver. I have Tannehill and I have AJ Brown and they've kind of been my go-to for the past three weeks uh, with Tim. But those are offensive players. That's a quarterback to his. Exactly. That that's right. I mean, it feels like that's the right kind of connection if you're going to do it. I played last week against the guy who had both of Chicago's top receivers, but I I felt like that was shooting himself in the own foot. He's pretty much more or less to me going one or the other. Like one of them's going to have a really good game, and the other one's just going to have almost no points or mediocre points. And I just don't see the point. You're not maximizing your roster at that point, is my feeling. Right. So I hope he keeps doing it. Absolutely, because at one point it's gonna it's gonna bite him in the ass. A shame it just wasn't against you this week that it bit him in the ass. Uh, but it's gonna come. Uh, he I feel like he's he's riding too high off of uh, his roster there. He's overachieving, so to speak. Yeah, I think I think you hit it right on the head. I, I think if I have a quarterback, I'll be okay with having that running back or the wide receiver or the tight end, but that's it. Like three people is way too many. Two people is like, has to be the perfect combination. Yeah. I have a running back wide receiver on my dynasty team. I have a from Tampa Bay and that's not my favorite lineup. Like I'd prefer not to have to rely on both those guys. Cause then it feels like it's either one or the other is generally going to have the good game. Right. The Falcons are like that. I feel like one year I had Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley because no one knew about Calvin Ridley yet. I I agree wholeheartedly. So let's move on to the next topic. And this is a little bit of forecasting for next year. But I just was curious of your thoughts. So uh, your man Tua had his wins. Roll Tide. There it is. That's what I love to hear. Uh, He had his debut and he won his debut this week, I guess, in typical Bama fashion. They only that's all they do is win, right? He did. He was a, a very good game manager. Um, he threw his first touchdown, I think, to Parker, and he just rifled it into that tiny little window. And 
I think he's going to be a good little quarterback. I don't know that I want him on my fantasy team, though. Okay, so then put him in the context of the other two big rookies starting this season. And for they're both, I think all three of them are from the top 10 picks. Uh, we also have Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. Uh, who do you think has the highest upside and would you actually consider drafting next year? Yeah, I mean, I want Herbert this year. I don't care about next year. Uh, I've got I've got Joe Burrow on a team and he does well. I mean, like he puts me in the teens at least. Uh, I think this was his best week uh, he had or last week. He had a couple good weeks these this month, I guess, if you would. But before that, he was really just kind of average, kind of like your, your Minshew. Uh, sort of streamer-esque points. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know how much the hot upside is for Burrow. I think he'll be better than a game manager, but I don't know if he'll ever have the full it stuff to win it all or like even really make him fully competitive. But uh, Justin Herbert, man, he's just like one of those guys. that He looks like the next Phillip Rivers, more or less, down there. Like, just going to be able to ball out all the time. Uh, I don't know if they'll ever put a good enough team fully around him for them to to ever get into like a Super Bowl necessarily, but he'll always be, especially fantasy-wise, putting up points no matter who he's throwing to, who he has on his team. He's just going to be one of those kind of guys, I feel like. Yep, so I'm going to try to go for him if I can get him late in the rounds like I normally like to do for some of those quarterbacks. I hope people forget. Hopefully, hopefully, but uh, I won't forget, Alex. So you're going to have to do it a little little sooner than later in the draft. But, uh, yeah, I think he's definitely going to have some uh, some high upside next season. I wish I grabbed him this season in my dynasty. I was like a pick away from grabbing him, and somebody snaked him from me. So I was disappointed. Can I ask you a question? Go for it. What am I supposed to do with Josh Kelly? Is they not performing? Are they not giving him the rock? He got, when he had Eckler in the lineup, he had 12 points was his, like, ceiling. Are, are they just now throwing the ball? Is that all they're doing down there? Is that four, two, four, seven, three? I mean, he's getting, you know, 10, 12 attempts. He's getting passing targets. It's just. You know, what do you do with a running back that's just not producing but still is, like, in a starting role? I don't know. I hold on to him, personally. Unless unless you have, like, a lot of other turnover that you need the roster spots, I I don't let that go. I mean, it's so thin at running back. I got to look dig deep into the uh the well of the waiver wire on running back and i'm not too optimistic about fair it. enough thank you thank you maybe 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 we even make a move i i have some wide receivers on my bench that i have a surplus of that i will be looking to move to try to de- uh, give some depth to my wire, uh, running back position because that's where i'm a little thin especially if uh chris carson continues to decide to not play which is very frustrating, Chris Carson. I don't know why you don't want to play football, but, you know, tell your knee to get its ass in gear. Anyway, Alex, um, I don't got anything else this week. It was a short week. It was a normal week. We don't have a whole lot. So if there's nothing else, I'm ready to wrap it up. Wrap it up. I love it. Uh, you can reach us at Fantasy Football Wins on Instagram. You can find me at Alex Laughs on TikTok. John, where can they, where, 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 where can they find you? Uh, they can find me at jshravs on Twitter. I have been trying to think up Instagram posts, so keep looking out for that IG. We're going to be keeping, uh, we're going to look to fill that out more. So be on the lookout for that. So, and if you wanted to give us any feedback, info, research, anything, topics you want to hear, reach us at fantasy football, FFI strategy at gmail.com. So Alex, I can't wait to see what you do with your Wentz and Josh Allen lineup next week and see who you start. And Well, ne- next week it'll be easy because Wentz is on a bye. You, sh- you, should- you should know that. 
Yes, I do know that because uh, Dallas Goddard's also on a bye. So that that's – I get him back for one week. He gets me two points, and then he's back on the bench. So That's it. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Have a good one. Good luck.